speak to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. One of the first rules of public speaking is not to begin until everyone's quiet. One of the common mistakes is in, to get speaking before everyone's quiet and then no one ever quiets down. But if the speaker takes a long time to begin, you'll see an attentiveness happening in the congregation. It might be, what's wrong? Why is he not started? Is there a problem? And our waiting becomes an attentiveness and an attending that becomes quite focused and active. Why is he waiting? What's he going to say now? Of course, that's what Advent is about, isn't it? Some waiting. It's attending. It's developing our patience and our attentiveness. I've been told that the traditional themes of Advent, in a time that was more stern and bracing in its Christian faith, was sin, judgment, hell, and heaven. Not really themes we have today, but Father Bates two weeks ago did warn us that the readings that we'll encounter over these few weeks in Advent do have a lot to say about judgment. And he has given us some very good teaching on it two weeks ago and again last week, even though he didn't have much voice to give it last week. <laughs> But I do encourage you to go online if you didn't hear them and hear them on our church webpage. They're very much worth hearing. They're about God's radical love for us that does include judgment and how judgment is taught in the Bible as a part of God's love. Turn with me, if you will, to the gospel reading in the bulletin today. This weekend we drove to uh, Austin. We went up to 99 to the 290 and drove to Austin. We came back to 71 to the I-10. And I think we encountered construction at every stage of the journey. It felt like a judgment. But all along the way, it had signs. Please be careful. Be attentive. Distracted driving is dangerous, etc., etc. And it reminded me of our gospel reading. Look at the very end of our gospel reading. Keep awake. Stay awake. Attend, be attentive. And it reminds us, just as the road construction reminds us that it's not done yet, it's a reminder that we're, God is not done with us yet. There used to be a little lapel pin with the, with the letters P-B-P-G-I-N-F-Y-M-Y. And people would say, what is that? And people would say, please be patient with me. God is not finished yet. A couple of weeks ago, Father Bates uh, had the quote, judgment is a movement of God's love. And he compared the anger of God against sin and injustice to, compared it to a mother's anger towards anyone who would harm their child or anything that would harm their child. God's love, God's anger, his wrath and judgment is like that. It's not to move us away from God, but to move us to God. It's a necessary step that God has to take to bring the kingdom to this world. Last Sunday was Christ the King Sunday. Sin is resisting that movement of God towards us, 
And when we resist God's movement, we experience his fire as wrath, not as refining. We're not destined for wrath and condemnation. We are rather destined for grace and relationship. Judgment is meant to help us on our path, our path towards a fuller, deeper, and richer relationship to God. Stephen Covey, in his book, Seven Habits of whatever that book's called, one of the seven habits is begin with the end in mind. Begin with the end in mind. And baptism for us Christians is very much like that. We are baptized into the death of Christ to remind us that we have died with Christ to sin already and need not fear it in the future. Do you know the name George MacDonald? He was a Scottish author, poet, and Christian minister born in 1824. He was a pioneering figure in the field of fantasy literature, a mentor of his fellow writer, Lewis Carroll. His writings have been cited as a major literary influence on people such as W. H. Auden, C.S. Lewis, Madeleine Lengel. C.S. Lewis wrote that he regarded MacDonald as his master, quote, picking up a copy of Fantastes one day at a train station bookstall, I began to read. A few hours later, said Lewis, I knew that I had crossed a great frontier. And G.K. Chesterton said that a book that MacDonald wrote had made a difference to his whole existence. Even Mark Twain, who initially disliked MacDonald, had met him and they became friends. And there's some evidence that MacDonald actually influenced Mark Twain in his writing. MacDonald said that judgment, in facing judgment, it's doing away with who you are not so that you may become who you are. MacDonald was convinced that God does not punish except to amend or help us amend our ways and that the sole end of his greatest anger is the restoration of the guilty. You know, in the Bible, God is referred to as a consuming fire. MacDonald says, as the doctor uses fire and steel in certain deep-seated diseases, so God may use hellfire, if necessary, to heal the hardened sinner. MacDonald declared, I believe that no hell will be lacking which would help the just mercy of God to redeem his children. Repentance is a part of that. Coming into God's, the presence of Christ, the presence of the fire, the holiness, gives us the choice to open ourselves to that cleansing and redeeming and purifying or turning away from it and feeling the sting of that. Turn with me, if you will, then to the Gospel reading, verse 26 and 27. Just want to look at these verses for a moment. It says, Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with power, with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heaven. I like this motion of this centrifugal force going out, sending out his messengers with great power and glory. But their mission is to gather them in. So we have a centrifugal and a centripetal force going out, coming in like a dance. But we don't lose set sight of the center. And so we're called to go out as a church to be involved in the marketplace and arena of life, to be salt and light 
to make a difference in the world, to speak out against injustice, to care for the less fortunate. And I think that we do a great job of that at St. Francis. Think of all the ministries we're involved in. We had a flowchart the other day with all the many things we do at Woodview School and MAM and LOTS and the Beacon, etc., etc. I don't think we do as good a job at inviting people in. We've developed a little card with our, our uh, Christmas services, particularly focusing on young people. And we did not make this for you. We made it for people you would give it to. I do not want you to take some and leave them at the coffee shop. There's a space on the back. I want you to think and pray about someone in your circle who might be encouraged by being invited to join us at church one Sunday. Someone in your neighborhood, someone at work, could even be a relative you haven't talked to for a while, a friend. See if God would place someone on your heart to invite them here so that we might be equipped to go out again. Going out and gathering in, going out and gathering in. When we look at the violence in our world and the recent graphic, disturbing instances of it, shootings in our own country, uh, cleansing in other parts of the world, with the, in Myanmar with the Rohingya uh, Muslims. And it seems that at many times it's prompted by a sense of being excluded, being um, isolated, being set apart. And there seems to be a growing polarization in our world. And how as a church do we stand against that? How do we come together? How do we invite people to come together for reconciliation, for harmony and relationship to be here together? And so I do think we have a calling as a church to invite. Christmas is a wonderful time. People are thinking about going to church. It often doesn't take much. Would you like to join me for Christmas Eve service or Epiphany or whenever it is? And so Advent is a time to, to attend, to attend to ourselves, to look in, to attend to our souls. Are there things that God's refining fire needs to deal with? We look in, inward to our family and our parish, but we also then are attentive to what God is doing. God is already at work in the world around us, and we have to ask God to open our eyes to it. Who has seen the movie Wonder? Yeah, has anyone seen the movie Wonder? It's fantastic. Please go see it. And it's about a young boy with great deformity. And he, uh, in fifth grade, he then decides to go to public school. He's been homeschooled up to that point. And, of course, people are mean to him. There's trouble. They end up in the principal's office. Mr. Tushman's is the name of the principal. And he says to the boys who are being mean to Augie, he says... Augie cannot change the way he looks. Maybe we can change the way we see. So maybe we can change the way we see God, the, we, the way we see his world, and the way we see ourselves. To invite his blessing, his judgment, his love, and his encouragement for us to be about his mission. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.